Welcome to the first podcast shot entirely in VR. This is Elevated Studios. What's up, Elevated Studios? Yeah! Back again, guys. We got a good one for you coming up. Yeah, so this episode, uh, we're going to bring on a bit different of a guest than um, what we've brought on previously. Uh, we chose a guest that's going to really tie into um, our future guests just based off of uh, potential investment opportunities and um, just whether it be an NFT, whether it be a crypto coin, uh, just moving forward, a lot of these guests that come on are going to have their own companies, their own products. And if you, as a user, want to invest in what they're doing, it might be good that you have some some principles in place to invest with. So without further ado, uh, Kevin and I's a uh, close friend, some call him Tom, some call him Moss. Well, let's welcome Tomas Colson to the stage. It's a big there intro. <laughs> Glad to have you up on In the Ether Elevated Studios, episode six, baby. Yeah. Episode six, baby. This is this is uh, if you will, losing my uh, VR virginity. This is nuts. I mean, you know, I come from a reality standpoint where you guys talk about this VR, and personally myself, I'm I'm not accustomed to this. So, came in yesterday and immediately was like, just like, whoa, you know, just like shell shocked <laughs> about everything that was going on. Uh, we did we did we were, uh, adventured a little bit yesterday. Showed me around, but. All good things so far, man. So jumping into this on your yep. first time, you know, coming from a stocks background, coming from an investing background, um, looking at this and what you know from the metaverse and things like that. And I know you've dabbled in NFTs a little bit, you know, like, can you see the progression steps? Uh, so what, what do you think comes next after seeing something like this with Facebook and NFTs? So this is like... I was like thinking about this, like actually pretty seriously is we are so early, like, especially you guys are so early into this step, which is phenomenal is what you want. The, even from just a job standpoint, the ideas that a person can come up with and, you know, market themselves, advertise, um, even just running stuff through the meta, this is like revolutionary in, in my opinion, you know, um, especially with the new age that's coming around. I know that there's some like, if you will, 40 to 50 year olds that are like catching the whiff of this. But if, if we as a generation like now can continue to, you know, build on this, I think that this is just the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you've seen it a little bit. Uh, so Decentraland is one of the realms that Kevin and I first kind of dabbled in and they have a casino in there where like you and I could go play poker hand, blackjack, 
And they recently, I think in the past month or two, like literally put out job applications to just come be like a, a worker in the casino. So like, can you imagine your job every day is just either hopping on a console, a computer, throwing right. on some VR goggles, and you're just teaching people I, and helping people out within the digital I was, I was thinking about that. Just like, <laughs> imagine yourself, you're married. You say, honey, I'm going to work. <laughs> Give your wife a kiss. You go into the next door and just strap up, baby. You know, <laughs> put them on, Boom. get off work, just strap off. Honey, I'm you home. Throw on, you throw on you the, know? you throw on the haptic vest, you know, you, you lock in, you have a yeah, whole right? room set up, yeah. you turn on the Twitch stream or whatever service you're using that's decentralized <laughs> and it's just, boom, I'm in it. You know, you're, we have Zoom right now. Unfortunately, we went through the era like COVID, but in reality, this runs circles around Zoom. You know, I can meet 100%. with my CEO of my business and be four feet away from him, shake his hand, whatever, and actually get that personal touch that I wouldn't be able to do really through a Zoom car or what else, you know? <laughs> so my my father's quite a bit older. And if I sat down and had this conversation with him, he would just be like, What what do you what do you mean? And he like he never has understood like I, I sat down at Taco Bell and tried to talk to him about cryptocurrency and NFTs. And he's older. He's like 74 years old. Cause he, so you can imagine how this conversation went. And <laughs> he even pulled out the like, why can't I screenshot this or whatnot? You know, it's a new, it's a new era. It, it definitely is. Going back to you a little bit. We got the bull snorting over there on the table. That's uh, right, baby. We're bullish on you. <laughs> we're bullish on what Appreciate you've done. That. Um, but if you want to dive into a little bit about your background and uh, just why we brought you on as a guest, uh, just to give the listeners a little bit more um, insight. Yeah, I guess really started out in a in our I was born in Argentina, which, you know, is pretty uh, not great country. I think it used to be like 17 pesos is one dollar, but now it's about 10 times as much as that. So obviously the government is struggling there for financial reasons, but moved into Texas and then went up to um, Maryville High School, which is up in Missouri, um, where, where I met Caden, first person I met. Uh, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, uh, as most high schoolers, right? Caden um, actually introduced me into the stock market world i think it was kind of funny where he was just pulling out numbers on his on his um, macbook and he said hey if this gets below like 91 uh holler at me and then he went he went into the cafeteria lunch line and i was just sitting there i was like kaden 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 <laughs> i don't even think anything bad happened but immediately it was just like this is cool you know and obviously i, I wasn't very good at what i did um then got introduced into option trading, which is a little bit different than stocks. Um, really pursuit of passion in that. Um, basically just you're saying that a stock gets to a certain price by a certain date. Um, took many years of failure, three or four years of failure. Uh, went and played a college sport. Got cut from that college sport. Wasn't good enough to play. Um, then kind of just pursued that. It still didn't know what I wanted to do. Heck, I, I graduated with a physics degree at Northwest Missouri State. Um, and I'll never use that degree. Just imagine telling that to your parents that you go to college and never used your degree. Um, now I, I just created my own, uh, right. Right. <laughs> I, uh, met Kevin college, 
um, McKaylor, Garrett, Monty, all these guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, I worked as a dishwasher at a local Greek restaurant with Papu. Yep, I, I wouldn't have got Goodbye. started there. I think Kev started there. Caden started there. All these guys started there that I know. Uh, they drug me along, there. and that kind of, <laughs> yeah, that kind of funded the uh, the good old trading account until I, you know, created a system where I became very good. Um, then I usually now all I do is I teach people how to trade. Um, I still do my own trading, but I I love what I do now. Yeah, and so like just to kind of tie it all together, so. Like your backgrounds with the stock market. Now, right. currently, just going through the Twitter feed, like some stock people are very anti crypto, like bash it to death. You have <clears throat> some crypto guys that are just like, why would you ever trade a stock or an option? And I've noticed you and some others that, I don't know, felt out the space. I mean, Gary Vee's always like, do your homework first. And I feel like you kind of just soaked info from kevin and i for a good minute before Absolutely. you dove in um but uh -huh. like <clears throat> in my opinion like i i we thought you'd be a great guest just because uh you're you're still having an account to manage uh in my opinion there still needs to be principles you don't want to throw all your eggs into one nft and watch it go bust like my Amazon option when we were 16. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, good times. Not really, but. <laughs> um, Kev, could you drop that picture in here? Yes, yeah, put it up front and center. Just... <laughs> we work room, so me, it up on sell that as an NFT. On, uh, on yeah, show. bro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Really, though. <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, just, we wanted your opinion and you, we wanted you on as a guest just because like, yeah, I mean, do you view it kind of as a, as a similar concept? Like, do you still think there needs to be principles to manage your account, um, when dealing with NFTs or crypto coins? The biggest issue right now that I see that whenever people are divided up on Twitter is I don't, I, there's the age principle in here where you see that a lot of people just don't understand crypto. So they stay in these you know facebook's even even way before then the pfizer stuff like that where they're yielding a return they're comfortable with it and that's what works for them um crypto is a whole new world where you're essentially bringing in new risk um it's still new um it's it's basically like a new drug almost if you will don't really know the long-term effects of it as we would like a stock that's over 100 years old what i like to do on twitter is i like to connect these people is saying we're all here for the same reason okay no one's here really to bash somebody else because they're believing that crypto is stronger than stocks that's not my job and i i don't ever want that to be i want i want us to be in a community where we're all investing in assets to potentially create a new life for us and and that's what i firmly believe in and that's why i connect these worlds um now, whenever investing in the crypto, you kind of treat them the same way as, uh, for example, you don't put more than lunch money on it. What I mean by that is you don't put the money that you're willing to lose into these cryptos just because of the fact that they're new. Um, even if you're thinking like Bitcoin, Ethereum, if you're just introducing yourself into these crypto plays, I don't think that you should, you know, go and get a loan from the bank. I th think you could size or scale in and that's similar to like trading um trading you 
especially in option trading, which is really high, high risk. I don't want to just dump the whole account in because one thing I teach is that you don't evaluate a trade until after that trade is done. You know, you don't know that you made money on a trade until after that trade. And with these NFT projects, the new crypto coins that are coming out, unfortunately, you don't know your return until after you close them as anything else. So it's hard to say you should risk your mortgage payment, right? There's, there's not a whole lot of reason to do that. And, that, and that's kind of one the biggest thing is, is that there's tons of these coins out there. Um, whenever, you know, like Shiba Inu or Dogecoin were all running, we were just looking at like, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? But we, we weren't like, all right, let's dump the account in, you know? Um, that's, that's the biggest and impo most important thing. An another thing is understand like who you're following. Um, I, I try to go and cycle in through who are the people that I follow? Are, are they an asset to my, into my Twitter feed or an asset into my life? Are they providing me with good detail that they believe in that they went through the same situation that I've went in whenever, um, for example, say my account wasn't looking so good. If I can correlate and relate to that person as to, uh, for example, say they blew up two or three accounts, but now they're trading over seven figures. That's the person that I want to follow because they obviously know what they're talking about. And I believe the same thing in crypto. You find your people, follow the flow, um, and you got to kind of have that, that ego where you do your due diligence, everything's lining up, so now you got to take a shot, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's all that all this stuff is, is you're taking a shot with, it's not necessarily a roulette table, but you have your due diligence, your homework, and the odds are in your favor, right? <clears throat> so that, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of want to take that question just one step further, if we can real quick. Um, yeah. I, I thought you brought up a great point. I mean, like one of the principles that I try to live by is success leaves clues to where it doesn't matter whether it's business, investments, your health, like, like agreed 100%, you got to follow the people that have done it successfully. And I, I think my biggest struggle when like I first started with investments, um, Kev's been down this road, you've been down this road is like, your, your ego does build up, you think you're on top of the world. And then it goes into the ground <laughs> um, right been through that a few times exactly like uh, look at today i mean bitcoin dropped 20 percent out of the blue you well, know everything's been yeah. rocking everything's been on point you know every move you make you make money so you feel like you know everything's a win yeah. and then you get to the point where right. you get like a win 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 and then all of a sudden 20 percent drop and that's all and it takes yeah and it's like you're saying, oh. you know, you got to have that account management and that knowledge that, you know, this could happen. So I'm not going to put everything right here. And then every once in a while, when I feel like things are going good and in my favor, take that shot, take that little risk. Yeah. Potentially those little risks will add up to either a one, a lesson <clears throat> or a reward. And either way, that's a win in my mind. 100%. And so Moss, like one thing that you told me, man, I don't know, it was probably three to six months ago, but this stuck out to me a lot was basically with your own options account, like once you made it past the, I don't, I don't know how you even gauge like what that zone is for someone, but like you built up your account to X amount, whatever it was, 
but then you started each month with X amount and played with that money while you have a nest egg on the side. Because that way, like, let's say that month is just your worst month ever and you lose all of that money. Well, now you're sitting on nine extra lives to where you're still going to be in the game. You know what I mean? Can can you go into, like, how you... I I mean, just how you structure that a little bit more? So... What I do, um, so originally whenever you start out, you have a building phase. Um, and a lot of people don't really talk about this, but the building phase is the most important one. And really, you shouldn't be t- taking shots in these plays. These, these plays are typically the plays that you have the most type of confidence into them. Um, they're not really like in the NFT world. They're not an NFT that just dropped in the crypto world they're not just a new coin they're the ones that have been around for a while those are the ones that you're going to build your account on um option trading same thing but what's important about these is these are typically your boring trades the the boring investments to where you know you're only yielding five to ten percent on these trades before you flip it and go to the next one and then so i i had my building phase i and it took me a while to to get this but my building phase was typically I, I would do $30,000 a month until I got billed up to $30,000. Um, then, so after I hit $30,000 after that first month, I withdrew all the way back to $25,000. So I reset $25,000. Um, and then and that can be for anybody else. So I essentially paid myself $5,000. Um, then I'm, so I'm still in the building phase because I'm down $5,000 from what I, what I wanted, my $30,000, Okay. That next month, typically whenever you have your bigger month, um, I think it was like 42000 or whatever. So then I just, first month comes around, I withdraw 17000 pay myself, restart with 25000 Then I'm back in the building phase for $5,000 before I can take another shot. That's kind of what I did. Um, and it changes person to person. The reason you do $25,000 typically in, in the trading world is because there's a um, pattern day trading rule where you can only do three day trades per a five day given period. If you have over $25,000, you know, that's, yeah, right, right. Uh, <laughs> there is ways around it. You can open a cash, cash only account. But fortunately, I didn't know that at the time. But that's what I do now. And, and it works for me. I get a paycheck at the end of the month from myself. Say it doesn't go well. Um, I had that first couple months of that growing. That's why the growing phase is so important that say I'm red that third month. Well, now I can fund, uh, you know, a certain amount of money into that account. Maybe make it $20,000 this time. That way I'm not risking so much for the upcoming month. Um, You know, you can do $5,000 as your net. You can do $500. Whatever it is, uh, you just got to understand that your goals and your risks are going to change per per value. So like to flip this and... Uh, crypto and nft terms like let's say we started the month with just an eth for instance yep well you can work with that eth maybe do your smart plays let's say you build up to that two eth (coughs) cash out an eth put it just on the side and then that's kind of your safety net but then month two start with one work pay yourself work pay yourself and then over time you can maybe bump from one ETH to two and then each month start with two. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I, that, that really opened my eyes when you ran that by me. I was just like, wow. Cause then, 
Because that's that's always the point I got to. It was like, man, I'd start with it doesn't matter if it was like two or ten thousand. Like I I had that account when we were like seventeen, eighteen, uh, when Bitcoin did its first run, <laughs> and uh, that got to sixty five thousand. But like all of my eggs were in that one account to where like if I would have had that twenty five thousand just sitting there, and I'm only playing right. with forty pay myself 25 25 it's just all stacking while yep. if, when that bad month comes it's not i mean odds are you're gonna have a bad month at some point to where Absolutely. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're gonna have to fall back on it so this next question is kind of geared towards both of you um kev's been like snorkeling over here in the open sea and uh <laughs> Moss, you you've <laughs> you've got your hand into the NFTs. And uh so on OpenSea right now, you can hit analytics on any of these profiles and you can see a chart. I believe it's just of the floor price, correct? The the chart that goes off on OpenSea right now is actually the average price um per per NFT that you're buying. So, for example, I use yeah. the Lazy Lions. Shout out Lazy Lions for an example. Um, the average Lord. price of the Lazy Lions uh, lately has been hovering around, you know, 0.75 ETH. And so that line that you see when you click on the analytics on OpenSea is actually tracking the average price for them. But the floor price has been hovering around, you know, 0 0.6, 0 0.55, 0 0.65, somewhere around there. It kind of varies on the given day, but it's been pretty pretty consistent but seeing that you know the average price is a little bit higher than the floor price that tells me you know people are buying above floor price so it tells me you know this is probably a pretty worthy project because people are buying over floor so if i get in on a floor lion or if i get in and i feel a little bit safer knowing that rather than seeing everyone buy you know floor 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 right. floor floor everyone's so hopeful that you just you don't know if it's really going to pop or not. It could, but it might not because everyone's 100%. getting at the same same price. And when you do that, you either get a a really big pump and then a really big dump, meaning everyone's just in it for for gains. Quick cash. Um, but yeah. some some of these communities, like Lazy Lions, you know, it's like an incentive to be in the community when you see like that. So that's that's where you can find you know some of those safer NFT plays. And like, even when we first got into the Lazy Lions project, like we pretty much got in at Mint essentially. And then yeah. I, it was, it was weird. It did remind me of like a trade I'd been in before to where like you had your first initial little pump, but then it like settled, found a support, floated there for, man, I don't know, probably a week, two weeks before and that like, last. We stopped talking about pump. it, you know? <laughs> we that, did. That's what I like is whenever, whenever like things are going up, we're, I mean, we're obviously going to be talking about it. And then like, if we're invested in it, we understand that it's, it's not really a short term flip. We, and then we just chill and then we chill until like, you know, next pump. And we're like, Hey, but I mean, right? it's all the same. <laughs> right. I, I feel like that's where we're at right now. Like we've been at that 0.6 level for probably a good week. 10 days I'd say I don't know it's been a while I feel, I feel but good. it's holding like number of holders has gone up even a little bit oh so, my like, gosh yeah and that's no. <laughs> but, I, but I was gonna say like, like this discord is my question members. for you guys too yeah discord members is ramping um but like 
one of the thoughts I had was like, what if Lazy Lions had a daily or like a weekly candle or even a monthly candle to where like we saw so, the floor dip, they bought that back up. Like, do you guys think there needs to be more analytic tools on these NFT projects? So I don't know if Tomas has an answer on this, but they actually do have um, services out now, um, especially for this exact thing. You know, if you go to ic.tools and it, what you have to do is you essentially pay them a one-time fee of 0.1 ETH. And then after that, you know, you can go in and you can click on any of the um, trending uh, verified OpenSea members and you can see their floor price. You can track charts on on, on, on any of these, if they have the verified check mark, you can see any chart, candles, whatnot um, for these. And another feature that they have is it's it's actually really cool because um, with blockchain, you know, everything's out there in the open. Um, you can see, let's say, if we made a purchase under our elevated XR wallet, it would show on the blockchain, elevated XR buys this. So if I'm going through some of these projects and I'm looking and I see... Oh, oh shoot, a blue check mark bought this piece. I'm going to go on and click on his wallet and I'm going to see what he's holding. And then what's cool about IC tools is I can actually copy his wallet and put it in IC tools. And now I can get a notification on every purchase that he makes. In stocks, you kind of want to follow some whales around. Like I follow bullish whales on Twitter and they send me like, who's paying $2 million to be an Apple right now? You know, why, why are they doing that now with the NFTs? You're essentially creating a whale and it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody buying something for 56 third. It can just be somebody that's buying stuff for 0.1 and flipping it for 0.3 on a constant basis, you know? Um, and I think that's really important. The only issue that I have is the liquidity of these. Um, there are projects like I would say that if you are going to follow these charts, they must, I would say that they have to be verified um, in order for you to track these. Because if you look at this correlates to a stock movement pretty well, if you look at something that's got a really low cap and a low float where, you know, a sale happens every three to four minutes of a share. Um, unfortunately, you're not going to get a good reading as to where this price might be headed. Right. Um, you don't know if somebody's just fat fingered, if you will, just overpaid, underpaid, you don't know where the flow's coming in, but I really like the idea of just following the verified. I think that's really important. And uh, another variable I was thinking about, if a project is flat for a long amount of time, like there's always, I feel like Jim Cramer, like there's always a bull market somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. To where like, <laughs> do you do you think, like what variables would you use to just give yourself that advantage? Like, do you think there's a way to like feel out a squeeze or feel out the next big pump? Like, is it worth watching the volume? Is it worth monitoring? Like, like what factors are the most important? Maybe watching if they have a discord seeing like, how is the community reacting to, to this NFT, these projects that are building? Is everybody excited? Like if you go into the lazy lions, it's nonstop. Just just people just stoked <laughs> to be in it, you know? And, and that's what I like to see. Um, another thing is like Kev says, you want to see how many people are paying above the floor. Um, kind of, that's kind of like a bid and ask and stock play. Um, are people paying over what somebody wants for just because they really want it? 
Um, that's a potential of a squeeze, I would say. Um, news, even the Twitter. Like, if you see Steph Curry say, I want a lazy lion, that's potential, you know. We had uh, Des Bryant <laughs> throw up the X's, baby. <laughs> Des caught it, by the way. <laughs> Des is a lazy lion member, you know. Those are all things that I love to see. Another featured shout out, Icy Tools. Icy Tools, if you're watching this, go ahead and give Elevated XR a follow because we are giving you free promotions and we'll continue to give you free promotions every single day. No, but seriously, Icy Tools, Icy Tools has um, a cool feature where you can see um, one hour, two hour, 12 hour, one day, or three days on the, the, the top sales per project so like if, okay. if something i can click on the last hour and this project has 179 sales and it's ranked number one in the last hour i'm gonna be like shoot people are buying that let me see what that's about let me get in their discord let me see their twitter and if i get in their discord and it's just like super pumpy super spammy or there's only like 2,000 people in it or you know there's different variables that you can feel out right. because ultimately right now nfts art and nft is you know feeling out a project and what you want to buy is ultimately up to you and if you vibe with it you vibe with it if you vibe with it somebody else is going to vibe with it what? so then it's a reason for you to buy it you know it's not necessarily necessarily a space where you're you know at the end of the day everyone's in here yeah i'm trying to make money for sure i'm, I'm in here trying to make money but right some people might like the perks that come with holding a certain nft you know like some people get attached to their lazy line and be like you know what that's me man i like the rewards that i get from it i like the community i'm not looking to sell i'm looking to hang out and and you know be a lion and get invited to these lion parties and it, yeah it's it's a it's a cool vibe you know the whole space i love it yes and so this kind of all ties into the next point i wanted to bring up with you as well and it goes back to discord it goes back to the community and um just a little bit more background on you like yes you ran up a successful investment account but you also created a community from nothing and now you're up to what i think like 250 members yeah, yeah. and that's definitely it's definitely a team atmosphere you know i you can be in rooms or subscription services where maybe you get bashed for saying some stuff, but we really have a group of people that you just tell that are all there for the same reason. They're not there to show anybody up. They're all there because unfortunately, sometimes like I can't say I'm perfect. I, I do mess up on some trades, but there's people there that I can talk through about, hey, this is what I saw. This this is what they saw. This is what maybe we should do next time. Um, and that's really what it's all about, I think, is understanding that if I can help 10 people change their lives and those 10 people can help change 10 other people's lives, you understand the exponential factor that it, it, it not just in trading, but in life, you know, just being kind to people, um, being charity work is what I call it is just saying, Hey, that's what you should do. And it works for you. Great. Share it to somebody else. I'm not going to be the type of person that says, this is my thing thing don't share this with anyone else you know because i i want to see everyone succeed just as bad as i want to succeed and i think people in the room really understand that every one of them yeah! <laughs> <laughs> bravo 
So I, I recently heard a read a quote about community and uh, it compared customers to like family, community, users. And they said that customers always want maximum value for minimal cost. So they're always just driving down the price to get what they want. They get what they want and then they're gone. So we're like with your community, customers come back every month because you're helping them grow. Like you're helping them become that image of themselves that they have in their head. So where like that is what's special. That's why you have retention and recurring. I, I don't even want to call them customers because like you said, it's it's a room of people all trying to help each other. I've been in the room like there's on those morning calls. Everyone's just kicking it like there is a family yeah. vibe to it. And and yeah. that's kind of like it all ties into these NFT things, too, because like let's say there's just a thousand pieces of this NFT project or whether it's even 10,000. I mean, the people that go in there and bond, like, I just feel like that space is going to get more and more just tight knit. But it, it kind of goes back to the feed topic you brought up as well. Like, who do you want to be around? Like, who do you want to rub off on you? And that's the community you join into. Really, the the hardest thing is that people believe that they need a um, a strong following. And that's not really true. Like, I'm 20, I was 22 years old, or excuse me, I was 21 whenever I started my, my trading room. And like, at first, I would tell people that I'm doing this, and like, you're only 21 years old. And it's just like, yeah, but I'm not trying to be anybody's boss in there or anything. So it started off pretty small. And really, the important thing is just getting in there and treating, you know, if you start off with 15 people in a discord, and you're the best like nicest, most kind, thoughtful person, that Discord's gonna grow because those fifth those fifteen guys are gonna be like, hey, I really enjoy this Discord with my friend, you know? And then you're and it's like an exponential progress. I'm so big on exponential like profit, exponential progress as to like becoming 0.1% better. If say somebody comes in and they don't even want to talk about the stock market, they said, Hey, hear me out. I'm going through a rough situation in my life. Um, what do you think? And I'm just genuine, empathize uh, with that person, I, I throw all the trading things aside. I want to talk to that person and get to know them. And then they'll say, Hey, you know, you're doing a great job with, for example, trading, you're doing a really good job with trading. I, my brother would love to join. Boom. Let's get them in here. Let's, let's trade. Let's just become, let's grow this team. There's times where people are focused more on growing instead of the quality at, at, at the growing phase. You're thinking of quality over quantity. Um, that's, that's really a, a big thing. Cause if your quality isn't great to begin off with, you won't ever, you're just delaying that exponential, exponential, um, profit or exponential rising, you know? So with an exponential, uh, chart, your time invested, you could speed that up by the amount of work or the amount of, uh, empathy you're putting into your teammates, your community, your followers, you know? Um, my goal on Twitter is just to try to change one person's life. And that's not even in my room. That one person will eventually maybe hop into the room. If he doesn't, if she doesn't, that's okay. I, that's not going to change for who I am. And, and I think that's what people really like. You're trying to build with bricks, not milk crates. Yeah. I you, <laughs> see, you hear Gary V talking all the time. No, Chris. <laughs> you hear Gary V talking all the time where, you know, 
a lot of people are worried about where they're at at the age of 40. Well, what are you going to worry about whenever you're at the age of 50? What are you going to worry about whenever you're 60, right? You have time. You're exactly where you need to be in life. I think that advice ties directly to the NFT space, the crypto space. It ties to us. I mean, we're trying to get this thing off the ground as well. And uh, yeah, I like I said, whether it be the account management or just advice on community and just to kick it with you up in the ether has been pretty cool as well. But <laughs> I think it's great that we are in this situation meeting you guys, you big brain thinkers, where you started this early where, you know, not a whole lot of people know about it, but they will like that's that's without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, I love that idea. Yeah, 100%. I appreciate you coming out. Man, thank you, you guys. This is awesome. Thank you guys in the audience that showed Thanks, up. Thanks, everybody. And yeah, hey, take it away. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching. Please give us a follow, subscribe, or tip on our socials at ElevatedXR. Thanks, and see you next time.